Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk on the International Facilities Management Foundation. Our guest tonight, Jeff Taffel, Executive Director of the IFMA Foundation, Zig Wu, a scholarship award recipient from the foundation, and Jennifer Corbett Schramo, Chair of the IFMA Foundation, as we continue our 21st anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by Scan Health Plan. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight focused on the IFMA Foundation. That's the International Facilities Management Association Foundation. Our first guest is the executive director of the foundation, Jeff Taffel. Jeff, welcome to our show. Thanks. It's a pleasure being here. Tell us what the IFMA Foundation is all about. Well, we're all about the facility management profession and building tomorrow's workforce for facility management today. And the way that we do that is by encouraging colleges and universities around the world to start teaching facility management, not only to offer two-year, four-year, or graduate-level degrees in the profession, but to go through our accreditation process. Which and is just for the record, facilities management is uh, running the operations of a business, cleaning, absolutely. energy, the whole ball of wax. Yeah, taking care of the building. Taking care of the building. Well, you know, what's really interesting, what I've learned about facility managers, what they're most interested in not so much taking care of the building, but the people that are working inside of it. And so most facility managers are very caring people. They, they, they want to make the, the organization more productive and, and successful. And ultimately, they're really caring for the people that are in, inside the building. Now, IFMA is the organization that uh, does a lot of the training and conferences and uh, continuing education. The foundation, which you're in charge of, is kind of the charitable arm of this thing. And you do... Uh, you work with colleges in higher education, mm -hmm. you give out scholarships, and you do research, support we do. research. We do. And, and all those areas are so important to the future of this profession. And I think on your last show, when you had Tony uh, on with you, that um, you may have mentioned that this is probably one of the neatest professions you may have never heard of, and it's so important. And it's exciting to see that the profession's getting, getting more notice. But what we really need to do is make sure that facility management becomes a career of choice. We want students to know whether wherever they are in that career decision-making phase of their life, whether it's in high school or maybe they're an undeclared student at a college, to consider facilities management. Doctor, lawyer, or facilities manager. That's those are exactly the where three. we want to be. We want to be <laughs> thought of, top of mind awareness with all of those and, yeah. and having a good accreditation program. And I know a lot of folks don't know what that is. What that means is basically we work with the colleges and universities to make sure that the curriculum and what the kids are going to be leaving school with their degree, that it means something and that it meets the high standards that the accreditation, or I'm sorry, that the foundation has set along with the association. And our guest in the next segment, uh, Zig, was a graduate of the Cornell program, which has a very robust facility management program. Absolutely. I mean, it's great to have a school like Cornell, you know, an Ivy League school uh, on our roster of accredited programs. We've got 26 universities around the world, 29 degrees that have been accredited. There's a lot more to come. 
uh, but it's exciting to have schools like Cornell and, and the current uh, occupants of facility management job are often people that just kind of drifted into them from other occupations and did not have the benefit of the professional training that you're trying to expand. Yeah, they, they come from all walks of life and it's, it's great to hear the stories about how people ended up in facility management and why and they love it so much. But we all know that as, this, as, as our buildings continue to get more complex and more technical, it takes a lot more education, expertise and knowledge to run the buildings that we're not only building today, but as we remodel them and, and put in more high-tech systems. It's going to take a much more sophisticated education to do the job well. And there also is a strategic element to facilities management where you can save the, the company costs. Oh, absolutely. And not only save money, but also do good things for the environment. I mean, sustainability really hits home with the facility manager. It's ultimately their responsibility to make sure that that building is operating in an in a, in a economic or environmentally responsible way. So there's an increasing focus on the green environment, uh, using solar for energy, uh, generating part of your own electrical needs with solar roofs and so forth. Yeah, that can all come into play, and it's certainly an area that all of our uh, colleges and universities touch on. And you collaborate, as you mentioned, with, uh, with universities, and you're mm -hmm. trying to expand the number of universities that offer FM programs. Yeah, we are very excited to see how many schools are becoming aware of the profession and contact us for more information to go through the accreditation process. Uh, we, it's our hope that within a few years, we'll be talking about 80 or more than 100 schools around the world that have accredited degree programs. And your foundation actually grants scholarship aid to some of the graduating students. Exactly. Now, students don't have to be at an accredited school. If they're studying facility management or a related field, they can apply to the foundation for a scholarship. Last year, we were just thrilled to award a record 43 scholarships worth of about $165,000. To, uh, to those students. And not only that, but we also paid for them to get a fully expense paid trip to our annual conference. And they got to immerse themselves for three full days in the profession wonderful. that they, they're going That's to school wonderful. for. Well, if you're turned on a bit by FM and you know someone who has a young man or woman going through school or entering school, you should uh, brief them on uh, the potential of FM uh, at the end of this and the other segments will put up the FM, uh, the IFMA Foundation uh, website and telephone number if you want to get more information. Absolutely. Um, so we will be back with more of our show and we will meet this young man, uh, Zig Wu, who uh, has quite a background and has a passion for, for, for FM. You won't want to miss. We'll be right back after these messages. Supported by Edison International, Californians are getting to be old hands at year-round energy conservation. Part of our special awareness of the resources we all depend on, we're making the change to energy-efficient light bulbs, keeping warm weather thermostats set to a comfortable 78 degrees, and giving major appliances the afternoon off. Because when it comes to energy conservation, it all adds up. Life powered by Edison. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives, 
we're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com, the port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Hello, I'm Jessica Hardy, a proud Long Beach native and a member of the USA Swimming national team. Having spent much of my life in water, I've developed a deep appreciation for the valuable role that this precious resource plays in our lives. In recent years, California's water supply has become unreliable. To address this reality, Long Beach residents have dramatically reduced their water use through permanent lifestyle changes. In doing so, Long Beach has made itself a leader in water conservation. As I work hard to achieve my personal goal of qualifying for the 2012 Summer Olympics, I encourage you to continue your tremendous efforts to use water in smart and responsible ways. So join me and your fellow Long Beach residents in strengthening the water conservation movement. By making small but significant changes in our water use habits, together we can ensure that we have a reliable water supply for many generations to come. We are back, joined now by Zig Wu, who is a scholarship award recipient from the IFRA Foundation. Zig, welcome to our show. Thanks, Art, for having me. And congratulations on receiving that scholarship. Thank you. Zig is a graduate of the University of Oxford and then got his master's at Cornell in facilities management, which is one of the universities that is cutting edge in, in this field. Uh, uh, what was the impact of your scholarship award from the foundation on your studies and on your career? Well, firstly, the scholarship gave me, um, you know, really a sense of pride and achievement just being from Cornell and um, having, you know, achieved, you know, academically within school. But really, this is really achievement that's outside of Cornell and really in the industry. And so it gave um, not just me, but, you know, my course, um, the recognition um, of the quality of its program and also increased awareness amongst other students in the, doing the uh, interior design program, which is a sister program of um, the facility management concentration, um, and other students as well in the, in the college, um, you know, to get them thinking about maybe considering switching to this program and yes. what's, you know, really exciting about uh, the facility management field. And you have a passion for facilities management. Describe where that came from. You actually told me you were pre-med way back in an earlier, and you decided right. not to, but what turned you on about the field of FM? So I've always been really passionate about how space and the environment influences human behavior and outcomes. Um, I did a pre-med degree at Oxford, um, you know, where we studied things like biology and genetics, uh, but also you know, some of the social sciences as well. Um, and always been trying to figure out, you know, how to use that degree um, to fuse and unite my passions in, you know, design and business as well. So um, after graduating from Oxford, I actually went to work uh, for the government in Singapore. And um, during that time, actually, um, I was still trying to find out if, you know, what would be the perfect job. And um, my grandfather actually was in the hospital at that time. And um, the facilities were actually really drabby and, you know, they didn't really take care of, of the family experience. Um, so we were in the ICU and, you know, it was just, you know, there was just not a lot of space for family members. Yes. 
people waiting out in the hallway, and you know, it was just a very emotional time. And you had time. a vision that maybe there could be a better way of doing it. Yes. And you actually worked at Hogue for a while. Right. And you told me that uh, the baby ward, they, it faces the ocean and they give them lobsters? Mm -hmm. So yeah, Hogue, is, uh, Hogue Hospital in Newport Beach is really famous for um, you know its delivery program, and a lot of mothers around you know the country and you know they, they fly to California to just have a taste of Hogue and you know that whole experience of delivering babies there with that ocean view. So so they get it at Hogue. Yes, it's really all about the patient experience and um, you know really trying to deliver that great experience in having a baby with So Jeff, parents. your field, uh, not just in medicine, but in any field, can improve the, the user experience. Oh, absolutely. That's what it's all about, is uh, taking the facility as a tool to help meet the strategic objectives of the organization. So how can you use your facility to accomplish what you're trying to do as a business or an organization? And when an organization starts thinking that way, it's amazing how much the care of the facility can contribute to the, meeting those strategic objectives. And then user satisfaction goes Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And probably profitability as more people go to that facility. Productivity. Productivity. Especially. So actually my role at, uh, when I was working at Hogue is really to facilitate that whole user engagement, trying to get buy-in from um, senior leadership to deliver cost reductions, and also doing a lot of research with um, patients as well as their family members to look at ways we can enhance um, their experience in the hospital through facility planning and management. So there is a demand for people trained in this field. And when you graduated from Cornell, uh, how many job offers did you have, or even before you graduated? <laughs> well, I uh, received three job offers before I graduated. Before you even graduated. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of students as a professor here at the university are well-trained in finance and accounting and marketing and still job opportunities are, are not as plentiful as one might hope in this economy. But here's a field that right now, there's a huge demand for jobs and the, the average starting salary, I understand, is 50,000 plus. Plus, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, right now, believe it or not, we have a 100% placement rate for students that are graduating out of the accredited degree program. That's programs. just amazing. And just like Zig, just multiple, amazing. Offers, multiple <laughs> offers and uh, great starting salaries. And you're not even a doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing something for patients. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, I would say that the facility management field has a lot of impact, actually, on patient experience and care. Um, there's a lot of research going on right now in um, the field of evidence-based design um, that shows, actually, the way you design environments can actually affect things like your healing rates, um, wow. your patient satisfaction rates, which has an impact, actually, on hospital re reimbursements right now. Um, and also, um, you know, just the whole um, experience of being um, well and, and actually um, trying to be healthy. So you can actually encourage healthier behaviors. Wow. By design and, and facilities management. Right. That's fantastic. That's just fantastic. Um, now, you work with Jacob Consulting, and you're no longer with Hogue, but you have the opportunity to go and use your expertise in other fields for a defined period of time, which must be very satisfying to you, to uh, Mr. Fixit, who comes in and sees what needs to be done, gets it done, and then off to your next. 
Right. Well, so I, I would say the field is really broad. And at Hogue, um, I was focused more on um, looking at planning and how that impacts um, you know, things like um, capital cost and also trying to manage a project right from um, you know, the conceptual plan to design. And then I'll hand it off to the project managers to implement the project. Um, and my role now will be shifting towards more of the strategic level where we're looking at actually um, at the macro level and looking at where um, you know, to site facilities, for example, um, doing analyses for other organizations in terms of looking at um, how you can increase productivity for workers using um, you know, really intelligent um, strategies such as uh, alternative workplace, um, open offices, and things like that. Well, congratulations on your award. Congratulations on your accomplishments. And we look for big things from you in this field. I just have that feeling that you're, you're a game changer. Thank you very much, Art. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah. But if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Bellflower, Long Beach. same. Now you can make a date with your favorite movies and shows anywhere and anytime with on-the-go content from Charter. Welcome back. We're joined now by Jennifer corbett Shramo, who is the chair of the IFMA Foundation. And Jennifer, welcome to our show. Thank you, Art, so much for having me on the show with the rest of the team. I really appreciate it. You bet. Tell us why you devote so much time and effort as a volunteer to the IFMA Foundation. Well, for 29 years, I've been engaged with people who work in the built environment, and, and the foundation supports the individuals who run and take care of the built environment. And so I've been very passionate about advancing their industry because it'll advance my own industry. And so 
over the years, being involved with facility management and the kids and the customers and just the whole in, in the whole built environment, specifically all the buildings that we're talking about and the business that we've earned from it just keeps driving me further forward. And I know my industry is progressing and it's just awesome to be able to progress with my clients. Well, you and your fellow directors of the foundation have had an enormous impact on growing uh, the field and, and, and doing cutting edge work. Thank you. I, um, I believe it's a collaborative effort. I don't think any one individual could be, you know, claim that title. No. And a lot of it is just an awareness and um, letting the world know the value and actually the presence of a facility manager, period. Yeah. It, as someone said in an earlier show, uh, you don't think of them until something goes wrong. Absolutely. Who? And what does it mean to you, Jeff, as the executive director, to have uh, board members and volunteers oh, of the quality of Jennifer? Absolutely. The, the foundation would not have been able to come as far as it has over the last two decades without the incredible dedication we've had from, like you said, volunteers like Jennifer who go so far above and beyond the call of duty and really roll up our, their sleeves and, and make it all happen. Uh, they're not the kind of board members that just sit around a table at a meeting right. and, and vote yes or no. But well, they're, getting, they're getting down and dirty with it every General, day. where do you see the field going in the five or ten years uh, ahead? What, what's going to happen? Well, that's a very interesting question, Art. The average age of the FM right now is 58 years old. And so we're looking at a generational huge change. And those 58-year-old facility managers started out in more basic type of jobs, and they learned and acquired skills and became their position. Now, facility management is so much more sophisticated. There's the IT aspect, sustainability aspects, ergonomics, creativity, experience, that those entering the field can't enter really through just one trade. They have to be more experienced in a broad base. So the work of the foundation is critical in spreading these educational programs and uh, getting uh, young men and women professionally trained it's so it's in, so incredibly important. Um, we have a statistic that we share with people a lot of the times, and that is that the organization of AT&T has over a thousand facility managers right now, and seventy percent of those facility managers are retiring in the next ten years. Wow! Listen up, if you know someone making a career choice, there were eight hundred fifty graduates from twenty nine accredited degree programs recently. They have a 100% placement rate, eight to 10 job offers per graduate at starting salaries of 50,000 and north of that. What other field has that kind of opportunity right now? Think about it. I think we're seeing those opportunities because corporations are uh, understanding the value of the real estate and also the value of the non-real estate, meaning that a lot of tele, uh, telework environments are being created and a classic facility manager of 20 years ago doesn't have the skill set to manage that, that workplace that's outside that cement wall. And so we really do need to develop these young people and corporations are just looking for that experienced individual to hire. And again, we've mentioned this before, if you're working at home, you're not occupying space that costs the corporation money, 
and uh, many user satisfaction rates go up when the people have the option of working at home and not commuting. And you can also draw from a larger employee base if they don't have to be physically in the same city as the home office. You know, that's so true. And as Zig mentioned, it's the experience. It's not only the end user experience that comes into the hospital, but it's the employee experience. And if your employees are happier about their job, they're going to be more productive. And, and happy employees make happy customers, whether it's a restaurant, a hospital, or anywhere absolutely else. Absolutely, bar none. That's absolutely true. Well, uh, let me just mention for the record that you have been very successful personally in the cleaning and green cleaning business, doing cutting-edge work there. So that's your association with facilities management. But look how much more you've done than just clean buildings. Well, thank you, Art. Um, yes, you know, I think our business does, you know, get engaged with that customer and the, uh, the customer's customer, the client experience. And I think that a clean building is so critical to that whole operational experience. I also think that uh, working with the custodians and partnering them with these built environments that understand sustainability and they're recognized for what they're doing and treated with dignity and respect in the workplace is also a, a huge value that has come about through the development of the facility management and sophisticated facility manager. Amen to that. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you, Art. It was great to be here today. And we're back with the rest of Straight Talk after these messages. to you from our family to yours mccarty's jewelry since 1932 bill trainees mixes california style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world since phil is the chef the menu has a wide variety of pastas salads soups and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch and the italian american signature dishes are simply beyond delicious you never know who you're going to run into at trainees from the famous sports legends on the wall of fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. Facilities management is really a field of the future. And if you want to get more information, go to their website, ifmafoundation.org. It's career opportunities, job offers, good salaries, and making a difference. 
And it must be satisfying, Jeff, to be in a field where you are making that kind of difference. Oh, it is. Not only do we get to do something that's important that touches so many people on the job every day, um, we, I also get to work with incredible volunteers in an organization that does just a lot of, a lot of great work, and it's a great profession like you managed. And you support research as well. We do, and like we were talking about in the last segment with Jennifer, there's a lot of excitement going on in the, in the field of workplace strategies. Where do people work? You, know, you work from a coffee shop or from home? How do you work mobile? Published a I work in front of a coffee shop. I have my cell phone. I drink six <laughs> cups of coffee. That's my office. It's low rent. You can't <laughs> there, beat it. There you go. There you go. You got to love it. So every place is an office, I guess. It's it can one be. Message, it yeah. can be. We've yeah. got a great publication called Work on the Move. If folks want more information, we can certainly get that for them, too. But it looks at this new way to work. Wonderful. It's really exciting stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us from, uh, from Houston. You're and welcome. And thank you at home for being our guest. And join us next week for the next edition of our show. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.